All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy uh, Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you don't know who I am, if you have stumbled across this podcast in your internet spirals, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, people with great business ideas, I help you get your business paperwork done. So those things that you need to get done, like registering with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, contracts, hiring policies, basic brand protection strategies, all of those things that you need to make your business official and give it a strong foundation so you're not caught out here slipping in these business streets, I help you do that. If you are wondering why I'm qualified to help you do this, I'm so happy that you asked because you should always check for qualifications. I'm a licensed attorney, have been working for 14 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some concepts that you're going to need to know. There's no way around it. So that is why I'm here. If you want to work with me, the best way to do that is to go to consulting for uh, you can book yourself uh, a station. You, if you're a first time client, I do provide free 15 minute consultations today special where you can get um, a 25 minute session with me for $25. After that, my one hour session start at two forty seven um, for a full strategy session. Hello, IPCA. Uh, as well, I have a lot of digital products. Uh, so if you don't necessarily need me to work with me one-on-one, but you just kind of need someone to show you this or how to do that, I've got a lot of video trainings and digital products to help you with the business formation process. I've got my Let's Get EIN Numbers video training. I've got Dunn's Numbers, the business passport. I've got the operating agreement. We've got Protect Your Biz that teaches you all about intellectual property like trademarks, patents, and copyrights. So we've got lots of digital products at Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm as well. Okay. Hello, Key Craftique. All right. So that is enough about me. Now let's get to the show. The way that the show works is this way. So I pull stories from the news, from blog sites, from stories that you lovely people send to me. Um, yeah, I've been missing you. A busy Peach is here too. Oh my God. My crafting girls are here. Okay. Um, yes. So I pull stories from, you know, different sources and I take the ones that have, um, lessons that we can learn as business owners and we chat about them okay so this is a space for us to talk to each other i want y'all to participate don't feel shy about you know putting your commentary and questions in the box as long as they are respectful okay um we have some interesting stories tonight so we are just going to get started okay all right first story that we have for tonight hold on my son is being very rude toby he likes to dig in the carpet. Okay. All right. So first story that we have tonight, um, do, my gamers out here. Uh, hey, Margaret. Welcome. Thank you. Th- 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 um, excuse me. Hey, Margaret. Okay. My video gamers, if you are, a, hey, April Nicole, if you play video games, please give me a video game controller emoji. My video gamers, this first story is for you. And in particular, If you have ever played the NBA 2K19 
basketball game, give me a basketball emoji. So if you play video games, give me the video game controller emoji. And if you have played the NBA 2K19 basketball game, please give me a basketball emoji. Keycraftique is a gamer, okay? All right. Um, anybody else a gamer? That's okay, because we're not necessarily focusing on the games today. All right. So um, the reason why I'm asking you guys about this game, so I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Um, if you have heard of Fortnite, please give me an F in the comments, right? Um, and while you do that, the reason why I bring up Fortnite is a while ago, when I first started doing these live broadcasts, one of the stories that kept coming up had to do with Fortnite. Fortnite was being sued by many different people because they were supposedly stealing dances, you know, and putting them in the Fortnite game for purchase. Like, um, thank you, Kels Butter. Like, uh, Two Millie, the guy who did the Millie Rock, he sued Fortnite. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro sued Fortnite for the Carlton dance. Um, who else? A couple of other people sued, right? Um, and those, uh, thank you for all the Fs. And those fell on deaf ears. Uh, and we have a case here with another company. Uh, Take Two Games, they are, um, again, they, they are the makers of the NBA 2K19 basketball game, right? Um, apparently in this game, you can purchase, uh, you can do microtransactions. And like when your player scores, you can make them do different dances, right? So one of the dances that um, they put in this game was called the Make Two Dance Stride. So I'm going to ask one more time. It, has anybody here played NBA 2K19, the basketball game? Okay. Because um, in that game, you can purchase the Make Two Dance Stride, right? Um, here's the problem. There is a rapper out of Atlanta by the name of Brandon Sims. And he is saying that Take-Two Games, the people who made NBA 2K19, that they have engaged in copyright infringement and they have stolen his dance and put it in this video game. Um, it's a, the, the dance is about an eight-second movement. He has sent correspondence to them. He has asked them to, you know, uh, you know, give him his cut of... Hi, Cooks, Yolanda give him his cut of the, you know, the video game profits or whatever. And take two games is like, girl, nah. Um, so if anybody has been watching me since the beginning, does anybody know why Brandon Sims is not going to be successful in this copyright um, infringement kerfuffle? Because he hasn't filed suit yet. And as in actuality, he sent um, notification to Take Two Games, and Take Two Games is suing him uh, to get a declaration from the court that they are not infringing on any copyrights, right? But I want to hear from you guys if you have been watching me with any consistency over the last two years. Do you know why Brandon Sims is not going to be successful in this copyright infringement suit? All right. If you uh, if you know why, give me a one. If you don't know why, give me a two. All right? And this is taking it way back. So this is how I know who's been watching for a long time and who's not. So if you think, um, hey, TB Moore. Uh, okay. I don't want to waste any more time because we've got a lot of stories to come through. 
Brandon Sims is most likely not going to be successful with this copyright infringement claim for his dance. Um, Kels Butter said two. Margaret Massey uh, said he didn't trademark his moves. Jessica gave me a two. It's not that. It's not that at all. Here's what it is. So when you have a copyright, right? Copyrights are for, are for works of art, meaning a, a, a book that you write, a poem, a song. And it can be a dance, but the dance has to be performed by professionals in front of an audience and recorded. Now, I'm sure this gentleman, Mr. Brandon Sims, is a talented rapper. However, nowhere on his resume does it state that he is a professional dancer. That is why people like Two Millie and Alfonso Ribeiro failed in their, um, in their attempts to sue Fortnite for stealing their dances because you cannot copy you cannot copyright just a simple dance move. So that little cute little dance that you know your your son or your daughter made up, you know, that's like, you know, oh mom, look what I can do. That's not something that's copyrightable unless your child has been trained uh professionally and is performing in front of an audience and it's been recorded. No. Simple dances are not copyrighted simple movements it has to be a full production that is done by professionals so while there there is we're not saying that um take two games hasn't co-opted brandon sims dance however it is not possible to copyright simple dance moves that's why the carlton dance even though that is synonymous with alfonso ribeiro and i can see him doing it on the fresh prince right now right that is not a copyrightable move because it's very simple movements. It's your arms and your legs. Plus, it was kind of inspired by, by um, Tom Jones. And again, the, the two milli dance. I can't really do it that well, but it goes something like this. These are very simple movements. This is not something that you can copy. When you, um, yes, the Carlton is not original, Margaret. But, um, so when you have these, when, when you're saying that something, you're creating something for copyright, particularly a dance, it can't just be movements. It has to be a whole performance. So in this case, unfortunately, Mr. Brandon Sims most likely is not going to prevail because you cannot copyright simple dance moves, right? So think about this. This dance, I, I think it's from the 70s, right? Do you think somebody could, should be able to copyright this as simple as it is? No, right? Um, so, and that's basically the, uh, the, the premise of this. It's like these simple moves, like you can't claim ownership of that, right? So do we understand why Mr. Sims will most likely not be successful? If we understand, give me a thumbs up. If we do not understand, give me a thumbs down. If we understand why Mr. Sims will most likely lose, uh, this copyright infringement claim for his take two dance, or make two dance stride. Give uh, give me a thumbs up. Okay, Key Craftique understands why he's not going to win. Anybody else understand? Do I any do I need to go over this for anybody else? Kells Butter understands as well. If we get one, okay, I got one over here. Jessica understands. Obesity under. Okay, so Nessie understands. So most of y'all understand why all right okay so we can move forward so just you know the lesson to be learned here is that little dance your baby made you can't copyright it make sure it's a full performance and your baby is like a trained dancer from alvin ailey or something okay thank you for the thumbs up busy peach moving on to thank you margaret massey for the thumbs up oh i got all thumbs up y'all understand Woo! i did my job hallelujah okay 
Next story that we are talking about. Tiger King fans, if you watched Tiger King, give me a tiger emoji. If you watched Tiger King with Joe Exotic and Carol Baskins. Oh, hold on. Jessica has a question. Yes, Jessica, please um, let me know your question. And we're going to move on to Tiger King after that. But you guys can still put in your your tiger emojis if you watched Tiger King. We want to wait for Jessica's question um, as she comes in. Thank you, AP Jackson, for the tiger. Thank you, Busy Peach, for the tiger. Um, okay. Jessica said, can it be any professionally trained dancer like a local dance school? So the rules for, tr- for being able to copyright a dance is that it has to be performed by professionals in front of an audience for a performance and recorded. So it can't just be practice. It needs to be like, you know, I'm going to a show to see these dance perform and do this dance, right? So it, it's not just practice. It has to be, it has to be like a full out performance. So like when I, when you, so here I'm in the DMV area, the Kennedy Center, you know, prior to COVID, they had concerts every day and some of them were dance performances. Those particular performances are copyrightable because they are performed in front of an audience by professionals. Okay. So does, does that answer your question, Jessica? All right. Um, let me know if if that does answer your question. Let me know. Meanwhile, I'm going to move on to this next story. Thank you for all the tigers. Y'all key crafty said that Carol Baskin. Yeah. Did y'all see, um, Carol Baskins and her husband remaking 50 cents, uh, uh, birthday song for somebody. I forget. Okay. Jessica got it. It was so funny. Her and her husband are so crazy. Anyway. So, moving on. Tiger King, right? We watched it. We laughed. We cried. I feel really bad for Joe, um, even though he's a terrible person, right? Um, has, uh, there is a, a, <laughs> there is a, a, a publication called Hollywood Weekly Mag that is suing Netflix over the use of the term Tiger King. Um, Hollywood Weekly Magazine says that they use the term Tiger King first in 2013, because in 2013, they were actually doing profiles of Joe Exotic in their magazine. So, you know, they knew, they knew about Joe Exotic a few years ago, you know, and they were talking about him in their magazines and they were talking, they were calling him the Tiger King, right? Here's the problem. They don't have, they never had a registered trademark for the term Tiger King, but now they're trying to sue Netflix and CBS for trademark infringement over the term Tiger King. And they are just now trying to file a trademark application for the term Tiger King. They actually just filed a, an application on June, July 2nd of 2020. Hollywood Weekly Magazine filed a trademark application for the term Tiger King, right? Um, a, a, Reading up on this magazine, it seems like they are late to the party for everything because they don't even have their magazine name trademark. They have been in business since 2001, but they only trademarked their magazine name in 2017. So now they're going after Netflix and saying, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We use the term Tiger King first, you know, run us our money. So I want to know from you people as, you know, a very informed audience, as an intelligent audience, Do you think that Hollywood Weekly Magazine has a case here? 
because they were doing features of Joe Exotic in their magazine in 2013. No, they don't have a legally registered trademark, but they use the term first, right? Netflix, they've, you know, Netflix is about their paper. They got their trademarks together, you know, and, and they're going about their business with Tiger King. Busy Peach said, nope, nope, and I agree with you. Hollywood Weekly, girl, what are you doing? Where have you been? Why are you waiting till now after this documentary was successful to come after Netflix? I'm sure you knew they were coming out with it first. Right? Jessica Whitfield said, no, they failed to protect their business and their content. Everybody is saying, no, Hollywood Weekly, Mag, you are out of luck. And I totally agree with you guys. As a publication, as, you know, uh, you, you are a magazine, you deal in words. Your life is being able to, is your content. Why wouldn't you copyright that? Now, no one could have predicted that Tiger King was going to be as big as it was. But we just had a convergence of things. It was COVID. Everybody was home. It wasn't nothing to do but watch Tiger King, right? So maybe they didn't expect it to blow up so much, but it has. And now Hollywood Weekly is out, is coming to Netflix with a handout talking about run us our money. And to them, I say, girl, where have you been? You've been in business since 2001. You only got your trademark for your business name in 2017. You were talking about Joe Exotic in 2013, and it's only now seven years later after a documentary blows him up that you are filing this paperwork. Who is in control over at Hollywood Magazine? What are y'all doing? This is why you need to protect your work early and often, right? Um, and the thing is, I also, when you're a magazine and you're doing, uh, you know, exposés on people and you're calling them things, you might get it, you might have a copyright on the issue, but I, I, as far as I know, you don't get, you know, copyrights or trademarks on the individual term that you use in the magazine. That would just be an intellectual property nightmare, but I'm not, I'm not well versed in how magazines work, but either way, it just seems very late and very lazy that Hollywood Weekly Magazine is coming after Netflix after you talked about Tiger King seven years ago, and it's only now because Netflix made him blow up that you're now saying, hold up, we came up with the term Tiger King first, right? So, um, Hollywood Weekly Mag, you have an uphill battle against you. I don't think that you're going to win, and neither do the lovely people in the audience here. Good luck. <laughs> All right? Okay. So before we move on to our next couple of stories for the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Disc. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business or if you are considering starting a business and you need help, if you need a legal friend in your ear to be like, hey girl, this is what you need to do. This is the roadmap you need to take. I'm your girl. Go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. As well, if you would like to advertise your business on my show, I do sell 30 second spots starting at $9. You can also go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, scroll to the bottom, hit the advertise with us button and get your spot. Okay. All right. Moving on. Do we have any Jay-Z fans in the audience on tonight? If you have, if you are a Jay-Z fan, give me the blue cap emoji. If you are a Jay-Z fan, give me the blue cap emoji. Okay? Um, I'm going to wait for a couple of blue caps to come in. Because I know we got we have to have at least one Jay-Z fan. 
Okay. All right. Um, so why are we talking about Jay-Z today? Uh, this is actually something that happened way in the past. Thank you, Key Craftique. Um, did you guys know that Jay-Z once tried to trademark a color? If Thank you for the caps. If you knew Jay-Z tried to trademark a color once, give me a one. If you did not know that Jay-Z tried to trademark a color at one time, give me a two. Okay? Because I'm going to tell you the story of how Jay-Z tried to trademark a color and lost. Jay-Z don't take many L's in, in life, um, from what I see. But this is one of the very few instances where something that he did didn't work out. Okay, Jessica didn't know that he tried to trademark a color. All right. So, a while ago, uh, Jay-Z had a deal with... Okay, oh, nobody knew he, tra- he tried to trademark a color. So, a while ago, Jay-Z had a deal with... Um, Chrysler. He was supposed to be, um, he was supposed to, uh, or they were coming out with a commander Jeep that was partially designed by Jay-Z. It was going to have buttercream leather seats. It was going to have a sound system that was preloaded with Jay-Z music. And the most important part, it was going to be a very specific shade of blue that they were calling Jay-Z blue right? Here's the problem. Jay-Z, you know, he went and tried to file for Jay-Z Blue for a color for automobiles. The deal fell through. Jessica Whitfield said nice. Yes, the deal fell through. So remember, when you have a trademark, when you file a trademark, what you are saying to the U.S. government is that, hey, I'm trying to trademark this thing because I want to make money from it, right? So if the avenue for you to make money from this trademark no longer exists, there is no longer a business purpose. So, when the deal fell through with Chrysler, Jay-Z's application fell through as well. But that wasn't the end of it. Further down the line, Jay-Z had another deal with GMC for the GMC Yukon. And it was, again, supposed to be a, a, um, a, a, a vehicle That was supposed to be a specific shade of blue. But that deal didn't go through as well. So um, I brought this up to one, uh, let you guys know that it is totally possible to trademark a color. Now, Jay-Z didn't invent this color. He worked, you know, with a color specialist and all this stuff. But it was still something that was going to be under his ownership. So when you think about companies like T-Mobile, Starbucks, Verizon, um, who else? Any companies that you can associate with specific colors, understand that those colors are trademarked in their industry. That's why that T-Mobile pink, you're not going to see it anywhere else. That's why the yellow that Sprint uses, you're not going to see that anywhere else, at least not in the, in the telecom industry. That's why for Starbucks, that particular green is particular to Starbucks. So Jay-Z was trying to have his own color in the automobile industry. Uh, but the deals fell through, so the, the, the business purpose for this trademark was no longer available. So understand that when you file a trademark, you're not just filing for ownership. When you file a trademark, you are telling the government, I want to make money from this, right? So if you no longer have the avenue to make the money, the trademark, if you don't have it yet, that trademark um, might not go through. 
unless you can find another way to use it. But I just wanted to let y'all know that Jay-Z did try to have his own color. And I suspect that this is partially why um, Blue Ivy is named what she is, because Jay-Z is uh, partial to blue. Um, and then I was reading something about the Ivy being the four and how they like the fours. Whatever, whatever. Either way, Jay-Z tried to trademark his own shade of blue, but unfortunately he was not successful. Maybe down the road, you know, Jay-Z's always making deals. Maybe he'll make a deal with another car company and he will be able to finally get this Jay-Z blue on the books. How many of y'all would want to have a car in a shade of Jay-Z blue? So for, for your next vehicle, if you would like a Jay-Z blue um, hued car, give me a one. If you're like, nah, I'm good with the color car I got, give me a two. If you would be interested in a Jay-Z blue car, give me a one. If you don't really care, give me a two. <laughs> okay? All right. Um, and while you do that, we're going to move on to our title. Um, oh, y'all don't care. Uh, Key Craftique said my, Jessica, Jessica gave me a two. Key Craftique said my favorite color is blue. So it depends on what it looked like. Obizi don't care either. Why do you think you were like a big Jay-Z fan, Obizi? Hi, I'm God's Child, 1983. Hello, hello, hello. Margaret Massey said she don't care about the color. <laughs> Busy Peach said two. Peach only. She's got her color and she's sticking to it. I like it, Busy Peach. All right. Okay. Moving on to our next story for the evening. Um, so we have been talking about, uh, again, you guys, uh, my DMV people, please give me a DMV in the comments if you live in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So we have been talking about over the last few shows, um, there's been a kerfuffle. Well, not a kerfuffle, but the Washington Redskins, they are finally changing the team name because, you know, it's racist and it should have been changed in the beginning. Um, but there has been this back and forth going on because there is a man in Virginia who has spent over $20,000 trademarking possible names for, uh, for replacement names for the, the, the Washington, uh, football team, right? Um, and we had updates. Apparently this gentleman, he was, he's willing, he was willing to give the trademarks to, um, to the current Redskins team for the free. He actually said in an article, I trademarked these names because I wanted to make it easier for the team to transition. He actually did not anticipate there being all of these problems, right? He has been trying to get in contact with the Redskins to let them know that he they can have these trademarks for free, and he has not heard anything back. So I guess um, he is Mar his name is Marvin McCauley. I guess he's getting a little impatient, and he has tacked on a requirement for the Redskins to have access to all of these trademarks that he has spent $20,000 acquiring. So Marvin McCauley has said, hey, Redskins, you can have these trademarks and you don't have to pay me, but what I want you to do is I want you to make donations to these nonprofits. He wants the, the, the Washington Redskins, if they use any of the names that he has trademarked as possible replacements, he wants them to make donations to the American Indian Graduate Center, the Defenders of the Wildlife, and the Wolf Conservation Center. So, Mr. McCauley, he's, um, while I think it's weird that he spent all this money to trademark all of these names that he was not going to use personally, 
I think it's really kind of cool that he's using this power because he owns all of this intellectual property. He might be able to get the um, the football team to donate to causes that he really cares about. This is the power of owning intellectual property. You can get people to do things. You can get people to not do things. This man who has no connections to the Redskins except for the fact that he is a fan who has invested his money in, you know, quote-unquote, protecting his names. He said, look, I was willing to give you these names for the free, but y'all are taking your sweet time, so now I'm tacking on a condition. You can have these names, but you're going to donate to these nonprofits because they need it, right? So I just wanted to um, bring that up to let, to let you know what the updates were for the um the DMV football team we don't have a we don't have a new name as of yet I don't know what the holdup is I'm sure you know it's a big decision they've got to change all the uniforms all of the letterhead all of the logos all of that stuff so it's probably going to take some time however they've you know they might be able to cut through a lot of the red tape if they just take these trademarks that this man is giving to you what do you think is holding up the um the powers that be for the Washington Redskins to take over these trademarks that this man is offering up on a silver platter. Why do you think they're taking such a long time? Um, why do you think they're taking such a long time? Because I don't know. Because if somebody is, because that takes a lot of pressure off of them. If you can just you know, grab this name and then, you know, you can, that's, that's less money that you have to spend and you can focus on just revamping your, uh, you know, your team stuff. Keycraftique said maybe they don't like the names. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. But the names that he has trademarked, they're pretty strong. I think they've got like the, the Warriors, they've got the, they've got a lot. I don't remember the names, but they have a lot of them. Um, but I just think it's it's very it's very it's a weird story to have spent you know twenty thousand dollars acquiring all these trademarks just to give them away. It's so it's it's so strange to me. But I think it's really cool that he's using this position of power that he has to hopefully get some funding for organizations that need it. Uh, Margaret Massey said, do you know what the names are? I don't, uh, I would have to come up with a list because he's got, I want to say he's got like, he's got at least 10 trademarks um, for names. Um, Jessica Whitfield said, how much does trademarks typically, how much, how much do trademarks typically cost? So um, depending on how many classes you register your trademark in, your initial application starts anywhere from 275 to 425. Now that's just the first part because they're going to send you a second part where they need you to um, send in specimens and then there's a hundred dollar fee for that and I believe there's a third part where there's another fee for that. So now this is, hey King Tax Services 18, this is not including, these are just the filing fees. If you go with an attorney who's going to do all of that for you, a typical trademark is going to cost you anywhere between $1,700 and $3,000, depending on the attorney. Now, if you're trying to go the self-trademark route, if you know if you feel like that's something that you can handle, it's going to be somewhere around six, dollars $700, okay? All right. Yes, Obizi, it ain't cheap. Um, but 
Good luck to uh, Martin McCauley, and I hope that, you know, the football team here gets their game together, uh, you know, and picks a name. I actually hope it's one of the names that this gentleman has so that they're forced to make these donations, because they have been just like, la-di-da, yes, our name is racist, we don't care, we're going to keep it. So maybe you should, maybe they should be making these donations. <laughs> um, oh, you didn't know, King? Okay. Margaret Massey said, do you have to have a reason for trademarking or know how it would be monetized? Yes, absolutely. So when you are trademarking something, the government asks you, hey, what are you using this trademark for? That's why you have to register your trademark in a class, right? So if I come up with a special type of hair tool, um, I will want to... My, uh, you know, I would want to trademark that in the, in the, uh, hair tool class, right? Or whatever that class is called. And that, and I, and then after the, after I file that application, the government is going to say, cool, show me how you're going to make money with it. So then I have to show them, here is what the tool looks like. Here is how it's used. Here's where the trademark is going to be. Or let's take something even simpler, like clothing. Let's say you're starting a clothing line, right? And you're trying to trademark the name of your clothing line. They're going to want to see a sample piece of clothing. Um, One of the trademarks that I helped one of my clients secure, it was for a clothing line. She had the name of the line and we had to we had to develop, you know, a mock-up uh, shirt that had the, the the potential trademark name on the inside and show how the shirts are going to look. So the government wants to know exactly how are you planning to use this trademark to make money? Where is this trademark going to show up on your item that you are selling or your service that you are selling, okay? So that is, that's, that, that's how you, that's how, um, trademarks work. You have to, you have to have a plan in place to be making money from it. All right. Okay. So I hope that answered your question, Margaret. Please give me a thumbs up if that did answer your question. All right. Ooh. Okay. Guys, uh, we have, we are over time. We have one more story, but I'm going to leave that for tomorrow. Um, it, my Haynes fans, my Keds fans, this one's going to be for you. But, um, yes. So those were the stories that I had for you today. We're going to be back tomorrow with more stories at 8 PM. If you guys find anything interesting that you would like me to talk about, please send it to me because I can't always catch the story. So last week, everybody was talking about Nick Cannon, but I didn't know the facts. Y'all in here, y'all let me know what was up and I had to go back and do my research. I enjoy when that happens because it lets me know that you all are engaged. Awesome, Margaret. Um, So if you find any stories that you would like me to talk about, please, please, please send them. It brings me joy. Oh, I got to go watch your live stream, girl. Friends, if you need to get your money right, go follow King Tax Services 18. She's going to get your life together. Um, Yes, but we will be back here tomorrow with more stories. Um... Send me some if you uh, if you find any. Check my IG and Facebook stories because I tend to post uh, a lot in there. I didn't post today, but usually I'll post kind of clues about what the show is going to be about. So check out my IG and Facebook stories um, if you're following me on social media. And you should be following me on social media. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, MPL Consulting Firm. Make sure you're following me on Facebook, MPL Consult. Um, subscribe to my YouTube, subscribe to my podcast. Your girl's trying to get that YouTube shmoney. All right. 
but yes, that is where I'm going to leave you for tonight. Um, thank you for your energy. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your comments and your questions. I really enjoy them. Um, take care of yourselves and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Do, 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 do. Uh.